Oh, hey Dom. Didn't know you were awake. What are you doing with the car? I'm doing what I have to to protect my family. I know there will always be people out there that want to step up to us, to make us disappear, but there's nothing I wouldn't do for my family. And if anyone thinks otherwise, then I'm happy to teach them the lesson the hard way. That's great, Dom, but what are you doing with the stick of butter? I'm putting butter on the wheels of the car so it goes faster. What? Butter on the car makes it slip around real smooth-like so I can escape the bad guys in my butter car for my family. I don't know if that works like that, Tom. Sliding around all covered in butter. Too fast to catch and too slippery to hold on to. Slipping all over the slippery city. Watch out for the fast crew. I thought we talked about this. If Han had butter all over his car... I can't even think about it. It's too sad. I'm sad, Letty. Me too, Dom. I was going to bake brownies tomorrow, and now I don't have... Family? Butter, Dom. Butter. Why are you like this? Some say I'm too much, but there's no such thing as too much when it comes to butter. I mean family. <laughs> Listen to me, Letty. You got me all confused. Family is for in your car. Butter is for on your car. Come to bed, Dom. It's 2 a.m. I can't do this now. All right, babe. Anything for you. Dom slips on some butter, hitting his head violently on his car, killing him instantly. boys uh the penultimate episode of our fast and furious series we shouldn't say that because there'll be more fast fast and furious is the gift that never stops giving forever there will always be another fast and furious i worry you're right sean i mean this this is a fun one i've been looking forward to this one for a while because we're kind of going off off brand for this one this is kind of this is fast and furious tie-in uh things uh, we'll get into exactly what we're talking about but uh we we've we've gone we've reached out of the pool of just the the movies in the fast and furious franchise and and we're, we're looking in some other places it's a lot of fun but there is a lot to talk about sean a lot a lot so yeah, i think we should definitely. get through recommendations real quick you know enough okay. of this banter yeah. yep sean yep. anything you want to recommend the people Recommendations, 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 recommendations. Go check out Lupin on Netflix. Fun time. Uh, not a ten out of ten, but it's it's better than Sherlock Holmes. So. Oh man, I hate that Sherlock show. So that's a strong recommendation for me. I'll say finish Ted Lasso. I know Sean recommended it a while ago, but I want to double recommend. It's great. Uh, and I've started playing Disco Elysium, which, Sean, I, is coming to the Switch down the line. I'm going to recommend it to you specifically because you've been doing a lot of great creative writing. And it's got a real good pulpy noir feel to Ooh. it. The writing's fantastic. Uh, nice. I Disco Lisco? Disco Lisco would be an even better name, uh, but it's Disco Elysium. <laughs> ah. uh, but I'd play Disco Lisco for sure. That, yeah. that would be a, uh, you know... A 1969-1972 cop drama yeah. where two dudes go to a disco club and shoot it up GTA style. That's kind of what Disco Elysium is. You've just oh. you've you've well. pretty much got it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what a Lisco is, but I certainly don't know what a Elysium is. So, with you know, it's all good. You can call it what you like, but I recommend it. Uh, nice, <sighs> Sean. Where are we going to start on this journey? Here is my thought process. <clears throat> Talk to me. If we start with the the games and the cookbooks, it's going to be too chaotic. I think we start with the structure of the film Better Luck Tomorrow, and then yep. we let chaos ensue as we get further down the line. We'll do the games, then we'll do the cookbook. We go into the rabbit hole step by step. I like this very much, Sean. 
Let's talk about Better Luck Tomorrow, a movie, you might say. A movie. Better Luck Tomorrow. Justin Lin, who we all know from Sean's favorite movie ever. I'm talking, Tokyo of Drift. course. I'm talking, of course, of Star Trek Beyond. Um, nice, Paul. Yeah. Uh, favorite you're movie. A big star- you're a big Trekkie, aren't you, Sean? Yeah, definitely. So naturally, we had to watch the Star Trek prequel, Better Luck Tomorrow. Uh, yep. We see a young Spock struggling. <laughs> This is very confusing if you're taking yeah. it at face value. No, Better Luck Tomorrow, it's it's not a prequel because I don't think Justin Lin knew he was going to be making Fast and Furious movies. But it is the first appearance of the character Han, who Justin Lin did reuse in Fast and Furious. So it is kind of of the same universe, I guess, now. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've said it's canon. They use they use Han, and therefore this is kind of his uh, his prelude to Fast and Furious and I hope that we do get a a Han, a Han much Fast like the, and Furious. yeah, much like the Hobbs and Shaw. I think there would be some interest in a Han series, even if it's one or two movies. How he gets to Tokyo and how that all plays out, but we shall see. We'll see. We'll see. We may get more Han. I hope so. I mean, he's in this new one, so I don't know how he survived. Maybe it's his twin brother. No. Well, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm gonna say he he had like a metal sheet in his car that he was reaching for, and when Jason Statham walks away, he pulls it over him real quick and then escapes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care. I think he fell into like I think his car was flipped over on top of like a a like a pipe or something like a. What am I thinking? Like a manhole, and then yeah, he man slipped cup. through oh, into slipped the through. sewers, and he's and been then, living and there then for the last decade. And then he meets a rat yeah. and a, a couple turtles, and he, you know, <gasps> he joins forces with <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who are in Tokyo now. Oh man, I'd watch that. Well, I'd watch that. All this is more interesting than anything we'll talk about today. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I, uh, I'm very excited, Sean, for the things you're going to be talking about. Uh, but let's get through Better Luck Tomorrow, Justin Lin's earlier film. It's a much more of a kind of independent affair. It's not big dumb action. It's, it's character and culture study through it's... the lens of Justin Lin. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's okay. I will talk it's about fine. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, t- 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 yeah. you, you, you said it's great. You love this movie. Tell me, what's yeah, it yeah. about? Love would be taken a little far. I'd love Han. Maybe not this movie. <laughs> so, But it's about uh, a group of high schoolers that are, you know, they're, they're a crew, a, a little little friend group. And you have the main character, Ben, with his friend Virgil, and they get into a little side business of dealing drugs and stealing things. And it is just kind of like slice of life-y. We follow them as they go around and partake in their extracurricular activities uh, as, as these criminals. And that's the gist of it yeah it is the gist of it i uh the kind of I'll, I, it's a high school drama basically. it is a high school, high school drama it's a high school drama that gets a little little dicey you know it's very much it's more high concept than a fast and furious movie can you believe it <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's 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 got a lot to say about the kind of model minority archetype uh, the expectation of Asian Americans at high school breaking that perception by, you know, showing these kids as as criminals and and you know at times deplorable, awful people, and uh, and using that model minority stereotype to their benefit to say like we can slip through the cracks and mm. uh, you know do these things and that's their cover. Yeah, and it's that's all very interesting. It reminded me of another little movie we watched called Boiling Point, Sean, Ooh. which is also a kind of slice of life life esque movie about a kid who gets embroiled in in crime and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and goes about it with his friends and ends up in these kind of violent kind of situations i don't know if you'd see a comparison there i i it was, it was I, I could see it yeah i could see it it was on it's, my it's, mind as we yeah. i watched 
but yeah it's no fast and furious <laughs> i don't mean that as a bad thing uh it's it's very different first thing sean there still isn't enough Han in this movie i just want Han all the time i thought when you said this was Han's origin i thought we'd be getting this is about as much Han as you see in a fast and furious movie as you see in maybe that's the formula maybe that's the key maybe that's the right amount of Han in your movie yeah, I don't know. yeah. The the first shot of Han standing by that Ford Mustang, and that just drew me in. <laughs> it just drew me in. I was like, I like this movie even more now. He's smoking in this one. Yeah, he snacks in in the Fast and Furious movies because he used to smoke. I'm sure we've given out that factoid like a fucking million times. But mm-hmm. I will say, Han looks so cool smoking, and I think everyone does. And I just want to <laughs> say to the listeners. Okay, go out, get a cigarette, because you're going to look real kick-ass. Sean, can you condone that for me? Yes, 100%. Go smoke cigarettes. Go smoke, because the snacks are cool. It's cool if you can eat a snack, sure. But smoke obsessively, so, uh, if possible. And if you're too young, you know, I don't... I don't think you should be going out buying cigarettes if you're too young. What you want to do is check your dad's kind of uh, private stashes. Uh, look for some of his cigarettes. This is all satire. This is all all a joke. Please don't what? write into us. Sean, we've just inadvertently made a point about Better Luck Tomorrow because I think one of my biggest problems is the satire kind of gets a little lost on me. And, and you know, me saying something awful about go and steal your parents' cigarettes is just an awful thing to say, unless you are aware that I'm making a joke. Uh, at times, the movie is just kind of awful people doing awful things, and you're not a thousand percent sure kind of Justin Lin has got a handle on exactly what he's saying outside of like trying to dispel a kind of trope of asian american identity the problem is i think if there is a really interesting discussion about what works and doesn't work in this film i don't think it's one for us to have you know (laughs) i think i think there are people who you know more identify with this movie that are going to have more to say about it i don't know occasionally it just felt a little ugliness for kind of shock's sake and ugliness's sake you know it's you know the kids are going over they're doing cocaine they're sleeping with prostitutes they've uh i guess a spoiler for the can we spoil it (laughs) before we spoil it before we spoil it let me just say i think that like the appeal of this movie to me is Mm. you get into it and this is made in 2002 where these kind of high school dramas on TV and movies, all kind of had the same formula. Like, there's some kids, and, like, they're having a hard time, and there's a girl. You think going into the movie, that's what it's going to be like. Even, so at the very, very start of the movie, there's a reveal that there's a a dead body in the grass, right? That, that to you, as you go through this movie, you're, you're, you're expecting one thing, because you've had this formula shown to you so many times, right? And, they start descending into this a little bit of chaotic criminal extracurriculars as, as uh, IMDB puts it, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they descend into the, the criminal realm and you're like, Oh, this is, this is kind of interesting. Like you want to just see how it go, how they get out of it. Right. And I think the thing that this movie does is it goes further instead of like, it takes you, one place instead of the place you're normally used to like they you know they don't wrap it up with a bow at the end and say like here nice okay you here's your nice little uh asian american high school drama and we can put it next to the the white high school drama like this is just a completely different movie but within that same framework for sure and i i respect the expectations it's trying to subvert i think there's just something the the thing i can put my finger on that i don't like is is uh that there's an amateur feel to this movie this feels like a director's very early work uh mm-hmm. it it occasionally there's a lot of kind of there's a lot going on with uh be it the framing or the cinematography uh, the writing uh, at times that mm. feel a little bit like it's 
very much trying to have this distinctive look and voice, and I don't think it always kind of succeeds in that. Uh, You're referring to the the words he keeps saying, and then the foreshadowing those words have. That's one thing I, I didn't mind that so much. Even it's, it's sometimes there's some there's some really cool shots and ideas in this movie. But then sometimes, like, the camera spinning to show that, like, the the character's life is spinning out of control. So now the camera's spinning. I'm like, it's a little, it's a little obvious at times, which, which has a kind of amateur film school feel that just doesn't, you know, immediately appeal to me. There's also just something in this film I can't put my finger on that I wasn't immediately kind of feeling. And I wonder if it is that kind of going for a satire and it not always being obvious what is kind of being satirized like i making the boiling point comparison i the reason i love that film so much is the characters in that are so overtly pathetic uh mm-hmm. and it like there's failure at every turn where i don't know there's there's just a moodiness to better luck tomorrow that takes itself a little too seriously for me uh mm, yeah but i don't know i they, again these are things i can't like super put my my finger on i just felt it was it was it, you know it was an early it was a director's early work and it feels that way and that is interesting as it is maybe like not super engaging for me to to kind mm. of follow along with so i'm sorry sean but better luck tomorrow <laughs> better luck next movie <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? Uh, just, I thought of it. Will you believe me if I say I just thought of it, Sean? I like, I liked it though. It was a very interesting film, and it's got a lot of ideas, and that makes it more interesting than maybe your average Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, okay, so let's get into recommendations. What are you saying, Ned? B- before we get into spoilers, um, I'm saying, hmm. <laughs> I I I recommend it because I think there's a lot to analyze and again I'd really love someone a lot more capable than me and maybe a lot more kind of suited than me to to kind of get into the weeds of this film and what works and what doesn't work I'd be really interested to hear from an Asian American what resonates and what doesn't and if that if this kind of direction kind of works I I like kind of at times how ugly it is just because it's a kind of like, fuck you. We don't need to be a super positive portrayal of, of this culture or these people. It's, you know, I, the angriness of the film is something I both like and at times dislike. I give it a, I give it a recommendation out of more interest than entertainment. But Sean, what are you saying? Um, I'm going to say recommend, uh, not a strong recommendation, but I think it's worth you know, having at least a viewing of, so you know about it. You know, Han is in it, so you need to watch it. And I think, I think it would be interesting. So, so my my feeling is, if you could get a Justin Lin to go back and analyze this movie two decades later and talk about what he was trying to do with it, that would be something I would be interested in seeing. You know. And whether he's just like, oh, chalk, chalk it up to me making my first movie or this is what I was attempting to do and I didn't do it correctly or I did do it correctly. Uh, this is the feeling I was going for. I was trying to satirize the high school dramas at the time and I took it in a completely different direction. But I think, like you said, there's a lot, a lot of there are a lot of things going on in this movie. Uh, some of them work, some of them don't. But in the I'll end, I say, still still yeah, like it. I- because there's a lot going on and it is you know it is the the text is 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 in you know it's pointed which is so like we've been talking about fast and furious for the last fucking two months so yeah. <laughs> you know and there's not a lot of subtext in fast yep. and furious i keep trying to look for it but it's fairly you know it's action blockbuster stuff um yeah I th- I think this film is interesting and and i i think you know i think he does achieve a lot of what he goes out to do uh, it's not really my place to say exactly what right. works 
in his film i can just say kind of what works for me but i will say like that it's just little things like we've talked a lot about like the women in the fast and furious movies and they're kind mm-hmm. of like eye candy at, at race events and uh and we talk about all the ass in that movie not so much ass in better luck tomorrow but there's certainly lazy titillation i didn't find any of the female characters particularly like they're kind of there for you know I didn't, I didn't see a lot of agency in yeah, this film. Stephanie, um, Stephanie is, is written to just be this character that is there for Ben yeah. to, to you know, uh, fond after. And they I, I think they write Stephanie as like, oh, she's interesting because she was adopted. And like, that's as deep as you get. It's something like that that you can see carried over in Fast and Furious movies that make you wonder like how tuned in is Justin Lin to exactly what he's saying. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if <laughs> I don't want to burn bridges with Justin Lin. I, oh, I no. just got a casting call for fast and furious Tokyo drift too. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play a young, uh, Lucas black, uh, <laughs> or Sean, whatever. Sean Boswell. Is. Get it Sean right. Boswell. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh uh yeah i don't know if justin lynn is as 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 is as smart as this movie is trying to be i think you know i i i think things are tainted with you know the multiple fast and furious movies that he went on to direct i like i i do true. think i do think you get you know he could make this movie and he probably right coming out of out of uh film school is like i'm gonna make something kind of heady maybe he doesn't pull it off completely but then if you go from this to something like fast and furious there is no way that you're going you know like you're not going to put in any of this subtext that uh is in better luck tomorrow into a fast and furious like i could see him basically he directs this movie fresh out of school he has some ideas that he wants to put into a movie and he does it here. You move on to, you know, score a big picture Tokyo Drift uh, Fast and Furious franchise film. And then you're not going to be able to put in the, you know, Stephanie pointing her finger gun at her boyfriend. And, you know, like you're not going to you're not going to do that kind of foreshadowing. You're not going to do those kinds of motifs throughout Fast and Furious because it's a blockbuster Hollywood production. Just make the money. You know, it's. Yeah that could put a little bit of a different light on Justin Lin, whereas he might have some really, really cool ideas for movies now. And if he didn't want to get the paycheck from Hollywood, he could go make an independent film where he could explore those ideas. But now he's in, he's in the beast, right? He's in the juggernaut. That is like, keep, keep the cogs running, put out these fast and furious movies, you know, the formula, just do it. And I think, you know, it, it just comes down to like, that's why I want to hear Justin Lin talk about Better Luck Tomorrow. And maybe there is a – we didn't do much research for this episode because we have a cookbook and a video game to also review. But, like, there probably is something on YouTube with him talking about Better Luck Tomorrow. And I'd be interested oh, to yeah, see what he 100%. says. I There's just um, – I don't know. It's just – it's there's some, some of, like, the I, – I completely dispel the notion that, like, to be engaged with a character you have to like them i like these kind of you know these ugly you know malicious kind of characters that are just doing coke and and acting purely on their self-interest and uh and it's what i really liked about boiling point because you've got a lot of the same thing he's got like Mm -hmm. a love interest he fawns over but that's kind of so satirized like it's so ridiculous that she just decides to go out with him uh she you know there's there's um i forget takeshi's character's name in that film but his girlfriend is treated completely awfully it even has stuff to say about like the internalized kind of sexual you know repression of a character who lives extremely violently Mm-hmm. everything feels very pointed and there are elements of of better luck tomorrow that feel pointed but then you know but then our main character call someone the the f slur and mm. you kind of you're left wondering like 
what does that kind of benevolence have to say about you know that character or is it just that justin lynn you know throws that word in you know kind of thoughtlessly i just wonder what is what is thoughtless? what's it, yeah you're trying what to is kind of thoughtless and i worry how much thoughtless when uh, you know i mean i will say called. this is this is 2002 For uh, sure. and it's a high school drama i went to american high school oh, and yeah. and between 2002 and 2000 uh, a 2009 those like you would hear that in middle school and high school so like to me okay i'm being just a justin lynn apologist now right but like <laughs> basically like i see it as he's taking the high school drama and yeah maybe he's stumbling into it there where he's like throwing the f slur at at somebody that's what all the high schoolers do but i think it it does come from that kind of era right like yeah so I like get it. Said, I get it. Yeah. I do. I mean, I've um, I watched uh, Bo Burnham's new comedy thing, Inside. I, and I should mm-hmm. have recommended that because that's good. And uh, I went back and watched his older stuff, and he has that word uh, in his stand-up. But it feels, it's not even that. It's not even like that. I want a, you know, if a character's going to say that, there needs to be twenty minutes dedicated to you know. Whoa, where does that come from? I don't. It, but it it needs to. I don't know. There needs to be the atmosphere in that film where that is like, it feels like that is kind of considered and pointed and, and, uh, and I get just using it to make people sound like high schoolers. I do. But then you're saying, you know, you're saying something about high schoolers, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This should all go observed and critiqued. And I don't know exactly. I, I don't know. I again, I would be really interested in hearing Asian American critique on on Better Luck Tomorrow because it's very it's very much Justin Lin's experience. It feels like a very personal movie of at least how kind of his not his experiences and he was doing credit card <laughs> fraud and and killing people, but uh, just in the you know clearly, you know there was he existed within that realm of expectation as an asian american in high Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. he was in that bubble this is his kind of take on that i find that very interesting i don't need i don't think to be a good film it needs to say everything about every facet of high school life but Mm -hmm. i just again i just worry not worry even i'm just wondering what what is what is pointed critique and what is kind of lazy shock cinema uh yeah yeah. And and both are fine. I just, yeah, there's something about this movie that kept me from loving it. Although I did find it very interesting. So uh, the last thing I'll say before we, we score this is I, I think now that we can do a little bit of spoiler part, the, the road this film is taking is, oh, this is the dark high school drama, right? This is your 2000s parody of that or whatever you, you want to say. And, when it gets to the point where Ben has hit, uh, what's the character's name? Oh my gosh, I think it's it's John Cho's character. Uh, we got Harold. We got Harold in the Harold. movie. We haven't even talked about it yet. I know. This, I know. Forget forget this movie being a prequel to Tokyo Drift. Okay, this is a stealth uh, prequel. Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. There's, there's a, a great. There's a hint. Because uh, he keeps eating sliders in this movie, <laughs> he keeps like putting them away. There's a great uh, line in Harold and Kumar at the very beginning, where there's a, I don't I, I watch Harold and Kumar a lot, but uh, if uh, if you go back and watch it, there's a great little part where the you know the extreme snowboarder guys, right? Yeah. Uh, they they take his spot, and uh, John Cho looks back, and the guy the guy yells out, "Better luck tomorrow!" In a very like. Uh, stereotypical asian accent and it's a shout out to john cho's first movie which is better luck tomorrow so I there's a little this was john cho's first movie i believe i believe so well first like movie that was released in theaters i believe let me let me fact check myself real quick listen uh, we've looks, been looks like it oh no sorry sorry no it's not it's definitely not it's just a shout out to that he was in. Bill it's Luck just a tomorrow. shout out, yeah. He, it's just that's why when I cast him in the upcoming Blokes the movie, 
I'm going to shout at him. Har and Kumar go to White Castle, uh, and it won't make sense, but it'll be a fun callback. Perfect. Yeah. To, yeah. Great. To a movie he was in. So what I was, <laughs> what I'm saying is, Ben, you know, he goes and he hits. I was looking up his. See, this is what happens when we go off on tangents. Uh, he goes and hits Steve, played by John yeah. Cho. He goes and hits Steve with the bat. Uh, he has all this pent up anger, and he, you know, ticks it out on him, and seemingly has killed Steve. This is kind of the dark part, where in in one movie, you know, Steve he kind of flinches, and we realize he is alive still. And Derek, the other friend in this group, he he's kind of preparing to go to an Ivy League school. He is, I think they they hint at him uh, going into like some medical field or something like that. In, in every other film, you would assume that Derek is going to jump into doctor mode. And he, you know, and it seems at that point he is. He's grabbing some tools from the, the little shack they're in and he's telling Virgil to hold him up and stuff. And you're like, until the point at which he starts stuffing a cloth full of acetone into Steve's mouth, you think he's, you know, this is how Ben's going to get saved and they're going to have some problem or whatever. But at the end, it'll be fine because they're going to resolve it. But like Derek ends up killing Steve. And that's where it takes, you know, you have a fork in the road of what most high school dramas, high school 2000s movies would do. And then you have Better Luck Tomorrow. And it kind of goes that route. And it just dives deeper into the like, the dark, really, the criminal realm. And to me, I think that is that that feeling I got when watching that is like, oh, that's a that's a new thing. That's kind of a an interesting path to take for a movie. It doesn't by the end of the movie, I don't think it does a good job of like really explaining why it does that. It doesn't really do a good job of wrapping it up or, you know, the the final like line of the movie is Ben talking about he doesn't know where his future stands. Like that's it, it just seems like they kind of rush to the end and say like, okay, like, yeah, that's kind of done. amateur. Yeah. Kind of like just I'm leave it about. open, open too much. But I think you've built up a couple characters in that scene where you assume one thing, uh, you assume one thing about the parody of the movie and then it just goes completely different. That's, that's exciting to me. And, and movies like one cut of the dead, because you're expecting certain things, right? and it goes a completely different direction, that can be really exciting, but you have to finish the movie and you have to like complete it. You can't just like, they almost completed the race, but they just like kind of stop short and you're like, ah, I wish they would have finished, you know? Yeah, this movie's, de- look, I think this film's probably better than I am giving it credit for. I'm probably in a bad mood because I had to play two Fast and Furious video games. So let's uh, re- let's let's just score this thing and move on. <laughs> Yeah, I give it a, a strong a strong six. Nice. Uh a six point five to a seven, somewhere in between. Let's go six point eight. A six the first six point eight on lights, cameras, plugs. How dare you, Sean? <laughs> a six point eight? Where is that on the scale? What's the point eight mean? What is a a six point five sure? But a, you add a point three? Hey, How I dare like you? I like uh, messing with people, you know. I like I like keeping you on your toes. I'm feeling messed with, uh, Sean. I think we should f- close with the cookbook because that's going to be the funniest. Uh, of yes, a lot. I think that's hilarious. You bought the Fast and Furious unofficial cookbook. I bought something a little more official, the uh, latest Fast and Furious licensed uh, video game. You might call it. You call wow. it that because it is a video game. On the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, I didn't play it on both, but I'm just <laughs> saying what it's available on. You uh, didn't do your homework, Ned. You should have played it on both and see I should what differences. differences. <laughs> You're not wrong. This is Fast and Furious Crossroads, okay? This is canon, all right, Sean? Yep. Uh, don't make that sound like I'm going to give you a very detailed <laughs> breakdown of the plot. I'm not. Uh, I believe this is what is happening simultaneous to Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Not that those events particularly referenced, but when I searched when it, this is taking place, that's what uh, the internet right. told me. We've got 
Vin Diesel in this motherfucker. Yeah. We've got Michelle Rodriguez, okay? Yes. yes. Uh, people showed up. Uh, I think Vin Diesel even officially kind of produced it. Uh, Vin Diesel's got his name on a few video games at the moment. Uh, he's in that upcoming ARC uh, sequel. There's a very funny trailer where you get to see CG Vin Diesel uh, nice. arm wrestle a dinosaur. I don't nice. know if that's exactly what happens. Something like that. <laughs> but yes, uh, and, and you know, it's uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads is a racing game. <laughs> I bet that's blown your fucking mind. Really? Uh, it's about cars, Sean. Unlike what Fast and Furious is about these days. <laughs> um, it's it's from the studio. I had it written down, and it seems to have vanished from my fucking notes. Oh, why don't I just... The box is right in front of me. Slightly Mad Studios, it's from. And they, uh, they've they done some other car games, some pretty well-regarded ones. This uh, Project Cars uh, is more of a driving simulator game. I believe they did one of the, one of the more popular Need for Speed games. I could be wrong. Maybe they did the one of the Burnout games. I think it was a Need for Speed. Though. They, now tell me, did did they just take a Need for Speed game and put some Fast and Furious skins on it and then repackage it? Because it's uh, starting to sound. Oh, Sean, how I wish they'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition into how fucking awful this game is. Okay. <laughs> This game sucks. <laughs> all the reviews say it's it's way too short at about four and a half hours. I didn't find it too short. I found the hours went by as slowly <laughs> as they possibly could. It's so clumsy to play. Everything is so arcadey. The cars feel like somebody covered them in butter, which is where I got my script idea from. Nice. I okay. Was like, I was wondering. Covered these cars in, in butter. <laughs> it was probably Dominic Toretto. <laughs> that beautiful, that beautiful, sweet giant of a man. You do have the 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 acting prowesses, the prowesses, prowess eye of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel, neither of who are doing a great job. Vin Diesel especially bad. It sounds like he is like somebody woke him up from a nap and he's lying in his bed delivering his lines. Pretty. He terrible. probably was on an iPhone just sending it over. You know. He pro- probably probably he's a busy man. Yeah. Uh, uh, the game follows obviously Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez from a bit of it, but then a big chunk of the game is two new characters. Vienna and Cam. Wow. Uh, Vienna, played by, uh, forgive me if I get these names uh, wrong, but uh, Soniqua Martin Green, uh, who's an actress I, I do recognize from, from, she was in The Walking Dead, and, and then uh, Asia Kate Dillian, uh, who, is, uh, a, who is someone I recognize from uh, the third John Wick movie. I, uh, I believe Asia Kate uh, Dillian is a. It's Dylan. I think I said Dillian. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Asia. But I believe they are uh, they're a, a gender fluid actor, uh, and they play they play non-binary a non-binary person in John Wick, and now they're a non-binary person in in this game. So uh, all those all those non-binary people out there, uh, if you wanted representation in Fast and Furious, I'm afraid this is where it is. <laughs> <laughs> in the video uh, game, I'm sorry. You got screwed there. <laughs> uh, uh, Asia Kate Dillon, very good in John Wick 3. Go check out the John Wick <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, films. And then the game is even pretty good. It's a little turn-based uh, strategy game. So there's, there's an example of a good tie-in video game. You know, tie-in video games do exist, Sean. They mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. They didn't happen here. This thing's a mess. The, it's it's just about these two characters who uh, is Vienna's boyfriend crosses the 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 Spanish mob. They're in Barcelona, I think. Mm. He gets killed. Uh, she goes out for revenge. They starts working with Dom and Letty, who are also looking for this network of people. There's a f- the worst level is when they all go to Morocco to find this guy, and. And fucking Morocco, man. You're just driving up this... Driving up this fucking mountain. And boulders are, like, clumsily falling down this mountain. I should say this game... It's on the PS4. It came out a couple of years ago, I think, now. It looks about 12 years old. It looks like <laughs> a late PS3 game. It's 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 just atrocious. 
but boulders are falling down this mountain comically like it's fucking Choco Mountain from Mario Kart. Shout out Choco Mountain. A uh, bit of a Mario Kart cut there for you, Sean. There you uh, go. Uh, it's it, it sucks. Everything about this sucks. You have to drive so fucking methodically up this mountain, but everything's sliding around because the cars are tuned to shit. You you have to like, you have to smash into this other car. There's some burnout style combat where you'll smash into a car and then you'll get a slow motion crash, and that's where the the best moments of this game are. But even those get very boring, very quickly. This game pissed me off so much. <laughs> um, they Essentially, they follow this guy around looking for revenge. Uh, it turns out his father is an even bigger crime boss. I don't know why we're, we've got so many crime bosses in this game. But I will say, uh, this villain is play, played by uh, uh, Peter Stormare. Uh, again, I hope I got his name right. But a great actor from films like Fargo. Uh, okay. And, he's a, and he was in... Uh, that American Gods weird TV series that I watched like three episodes of, but he's always fun when he pops up, and he's he's fun in this, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't having any fun. I'm, I'll never have fun again. But I will say uh, I left out another fast member of the crew who does pop up in this game. Sean, can you guess who pops up in this game? You'll be very excited. Well, I I would guess Han, but I'm gonna guess Roman. It's Roman Pierce. Uh, Tyrese Gibson's in this game and he's doing funny things. Uh, how funny? So funny, man. I think there's a line. Oh, God. No, you know what? Even thinking of Roman Pierce's lines is turning me dumb. So I can't <laughs> repeat anything he says. I'm sorry. Good. No, it's better for our audience. Uh, but he's he pops up. You just go on a big road rager. You know, things get very ridiculous towards the end. It's cars, you know, chasing missiles and, and giant rockets and things. Uh, you even think for a second maybe this will be cars in space, but they don't, I don't, they don't go to space. Uh, yeah, the game sucks. Uh, I, like, fucking, fucking two out of ten bullshit. Fuck you. I get, you know. <laughs> It's a shame, because Fast and Furious, I think, would lend itself to a game. I then played another little... I did a little bonus homework, and thought, maybe there is a good Fast and Furious game. And I played an older one. Why are my notes so confusing? It's because I was playing <laughs> Fast and Furious. Uh, Fast and Furious Showdown, I played. A 2013 game on the PS3. Um, I'll say... Uh, it controls a little better, but it's not that much... <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, it takes place... When Letty had amnesia and was working with Shaw. Okay. So you, uh, you play the first few levels as Letty and Shaw driving around doing crime. Gotcha. Um, it does control a little better, but it's still it's still just like, why, why can't they get that right? Like, it's just a, a car, car games tend to look pretty good i think yeah. i don't i don't think it's easy to make a game look nice but like graphically you get some very nice looking car video games and the fast and furious franchise is a multi-billion dollar franchise you'd think just spend a little money on that video game you'd get some returns you know <laughs> i'm just so upset <laughs> sean i'm pissed but i'm hoping you can Balm my rage with some nice home-cooked meals. What uh, a transition. Ned, um, I'm going to send you a link. Please. Here you go. All right. Um, I'm sitting here with my unsuspecting wife, and we have sat down with our meal here. So go ahead and, uh, yeah, dig in. Yeah, just try, oh wait, uh, introduce yourself to the podcast, please. Hello, my name is Bianna. Who are you? I'm Sean's wife. <laughs> She's digging in. She is trying the beef first. All right. Mm. Oh. What? Okay, <laughs> continue. Maybe maybe go smaller piece, so we can get your live reaction. She's going for a second bite. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's better. Okay, so so uh, what do you give it out of 10? 
Seven and a half Ooh. to eight. Whoa. Okay, okay, so... Um, seven to eight. Seven to eight. So... <laughs> so this this is... Seven to eight. A special meal. Because... Because it's not just any ordinary meal. Let me go grab a book. Book? So I've made this from the Fast and Furious Foods. It's a recipe... <laughs> uh, Recipes to taste the race rush, and uh, we've been eating. So what you're eating right now is the Mongolian beef for the Toretto family. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read you to the description. Chinese food is quite common these days and is readily available for takeout. One of the lesser famous dishes is Mongolian beef. It is juicy and tender and also covered with a mix of spices. It has a distinct aroma that will fill up your kitchen when you cook it. Was that true? Did it fill up our kitchen when I cooked it? Near the end, yeah. Okay, well. If you are a fan of spicy foods, you should try making this. Mm. There are literally no spices in this. <laughs> Not spicy this... at all. <laughs> at all. The flavors will give you a break from the monstrous you dinner. spicy foods and you eat this and you're expecting spicy foods, you'll be mad. All right. Well, you'll be mad. Uh, the flavors will give you a break from the monstrous dinner combinations. It is an exciting meal in itself. The only thing is it's a little bit chewy. It's You have to have all your teeth for this. Wonderful. All right. Let's move on to the second course. <laughs> so go ahead and... Um, yeah. Did you try it? You didn't try it. I did try it. I thought it was fine. So... Go ahead and just describe to the audience what you are consuming. Little corns on the cob. They're really little. The corns are really little. Okay, go go ahead. <laughs> it's in this sauce with like red chili peppers. The sauce looks like um orange with chili little things on it. it smells like butter. And it's hot. Ow. It's hot. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Besides it's, besides it being very hot. It's buttery and tart. The lemon. Yeah. All right. It's good. It's good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Bienna, you are eating currently. <laughs> I thought this was going to be bad, but you're eating corn on the cob by Mia. Corn is one of the most widely eaten foods around the world. It has a sweet aftertaste. You can alter the flavor palette as you desire with this particular ingredient. One of the popular ways of eating this is while the grains are still on the cob. The particular recipe is a slightly zingy alternative. Mia served during the barbecue in the first movie where chicken took the limelight. Here, we focus only on the corn and nothing else. To lift the taste, we have lemon and some spices yet again. You will love this snack, particularly in the monsoon season. <laughs> What do you give Mia's corn out of 10? I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to be done thinking now. Um, better than the Mongolian beef. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so overall, was this meal a good meal? Would you recommend buying the Fast and the Furious Foods cookbook? Maybe. Wow, I am flabbergasted. How much was it? This, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that much. It was like, it was $13. Okay, that's not bad. All right, well, there you have it. It's not bad. <laughs> sure. We're going to have to cut that last bit because I cannot have anyone recommending 
on this podcast. You cooked what Mongolian beef? What was the fucking? What did that have to do with Fast and Furious? Uh, literally nothing. I think there's a throwaway scene where they're eating, uh, like takeout Chinese food, in in a movie. Okay. I I, I really think I think that's it. So, uh, you heard my wife. It's a maybe. It's uh, it's okay. Surprisingly, the two things that I picked out in the, in the cookbook did did turn out to be decent. But Ned and I have a, a little behind the scenes here. We I I kind of showed Ned uh, a couple of the recipes in this book. One that I just was astonished with was the Mia's corn on the cob. Uh, corn on a cob by Mia, it is called. Well, we've and, just been uh, calling it Mia's corn, and we're going to have to continue calling it that because it sounds right. disgusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and literally, uh, it's it's just corn on the cob with butter, uh, and you put like chili pepper on it, which which honestly, it's it's not much of a recipe. Everybody should know how to make corn on the cob. So so that takes me to to my review of this recipe book by Sharon Powell. I did a little investigating, not as much as I would have liked to, but um, it seems that Sharon Powell may just be a name that a larger company is mass-producing all these movie recipe books. Uh, there, there are books for for the Avengers. There are books for Spider-Man and um, all sorts of these franchise cookbooks, and I think it comes down to them reusing a lot of recipes or taking very generic recipes giving two paragraphs of filler text that that equate to the movie in some way Uh, a a lot of grammatical and just clumsy writing in these two paragraphs i was reading those word for word in the audio clip so you can kind of get a feel for how this reads sharon powell if you are a real person i would love to have you on blokes if you are not then you know what uh whoever the conglomerate is behind these crazy recipe books good on you she's not real man i'm saying i'm saying now there is no sharon pal there is this is a dozen maybe people churning out cookbooks to mildly associate them with major franchises i we saw that there was a star wars one an avengers one you know yeah there 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 there's a a wide variety of them and you can get them all on amazon so, uh, Ned, I'm going to turn on my uh, camera here real quick, oh, please. Um, so you can so you can see me on this beautiful Saturday, and uh, I'm holding up a Fast and Furious Foods cookbook. Yeah. So, what we're going to do here now is, I think this will be our first blokes giveaway. The Fast and, and Furious cookbook. Um, the Fast and Furious cookbook. Ned lives on the other side of. The Atlantic Ocean, so uh, I won't be able to have him do this, but I am going to sign the inside of this, put a little... Sean, little, cut the bit where you say uh, you can't have me do it. You just forged my signature, Sean. This will be signed by both of us. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay? <laughs> yes. This will be signed by both of us, and, uh, and uh, you know, we're going to send this one out to whoever DMs us. Um, maybe we'll decide on the the contest but i was thinking maybe something along the lines of you what was i saying i don't fucking know sean talking (laughs) some shit about this fast and furious cookbook what you're going to give away to our fans just so they know we don't respect them that we dislike them even frankly they've all been slacking i expected three thousand listeners at this point so yeah maybe what they do deserve is the fast and furious cookbook then you can cook up a hot serving of mia's corn and shove it into your mouth. It's a delicious treat, according to Sean's wife. Uh. <laughs> so we're going to give this book away. And I think the the best way to do it, share share a, a, a screen grab or share maybe the photo of this on your Instagram story. Tag us uh, and, and maybe hit us with a DM and we'll, we'll pick one. Actually, Ned, and here's the little bit that, that you don't know. We're not actually going to choose one. Because I have two copies <laughs> of Fast and the Furious Foods. Whoa. So uh, <laughs> we will be giving away two copies of Fast and Furious Foods to two lucky blokes, participants, and fans. Uh, and, and we will be signing them. 
uh, and, and sending them off to you. So if you would like to be the owner of one of these wonderful cookbooks, well, follow us on lights.cameras.blokes and, and, and repost whatever we end up doing. Okay, wow. Could I win one, Sean, or am I, am I not valid for this competition? You sadly are not valid uh, in general or this competition. So, And I don't know, if you want to email me and, and, and tell me what I should do with my copy of Fast and Furious Crossroads, I've been thinking about maybe like running it over. That might be funny. <laughs> but uh, we'll throw a video up on, on Instagram yeah, or something. Yeah, you doing something crazy with the me ba- doing something game. crazy i thought about streaming it like doing a twitch stream a fast and furious twitch stream but ugh, it's so bad guy you no one's gonna be entertained by that uh so i'll just run it over or something let me know send us an email uh, that's lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com and 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 actually while we're shouting people out i want to do an end of episode recommendation for uh, the podcast health home truths uh, we yes. got a, a ad spot in there thanks to the wonderful people working over there it's uh it's rory a a, a nutritionist in training is, a, is he's great he's got a lot of like health uh health advice and a lot of perspective on on healthy living plant-based diets all very interesting uh uh, and I know uh, Meg is the person who edits it, so edits it all, and she puts me uh, to shame. And you, Sean, no offense, yeah, but she, yeah, uh, no, it's she does an incredible job with that podcast. It sounds they've been going for you know less time than us, and it sounds ten times as as professional. But then they're not going insane talking about Fast and Furious, so. Yeah, this is a DIY podcast, Ned. We are doing this uh, on the weekends, boot, you know, <laughs> shoestring. Uh, Mike's in closets. We are we we're scrappy couple blokes. We're uh, scrappy them couple over there, blokes. Them over there. They are a polished, fine. Uh, you know, <clears throat> to to take it back to Fast and Furious, they are the you know Bugatti Viron. They are yeah. high speed. wonderful engineering we are more we are more along the lines of like a ford taurus with like uh, they just put a a shitty engine in it but we're we're still gonna get from a to b and you know we'll do it not in style we're gonna turn this motherfucker into a 10 second car okay uh yes and and then we'll be racing for slips but uh just a big shout out to health home truths and thank you for featuring our little ad Uh, i think they'll send us an ad to do to feature in our podcast eventually Maybe it'll be in this one by the time it publishes. I don't know, nice. but uh, they're great, and 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 thanks to them, friends of the show. Um, yeah, Fast and Furious. This is it. The next episode will be Numbro Nino, as they say, and we're very excited. And I I was so disappointed to hear how good Mia's corn was. Maybe I got to try it. I'll send you the recipe. Don't please don't. Uh, uh, yeah, with uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was really wonderful. I'm glad your wife enjoyed <laughs> the delicious Me- meal you cooked for her. Also, I like she introduced herself as Sean's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't prompt that. I just thought yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, we should all be so lucky to be Sean's wife. Uh <laughs> I uh special thanks to to everyone. Uh Sean do you want to play us out with your Fast and Furious take on a classic spaghetti meatballs? How do you turn that into a Fast and Furious dish? Please go. Let's do this. Yeah, you go get your spaghetti, your dollar spaghetti down at Safeway or Whole Foods or or wherever you you purchase your grocery stores. Take that yeah. and you get a you get a, a, a boiling pot of water, throw it in there, mm-hmm. wait ten minutes. Drain it, strain it, uh, throw it on a plate. You get a brick of butter. Yes, throw it on Make the. It go real fast. Make it slippery like a car. Exactly. Take some salt, right, <laughs> and uh, eat it because this is the exact meal I used to eat from ages like seven to fifteen. 15. I would not put in. Yeah, <laughs> I was terrible at eating pasta, but I loved it with a bunch of butter. That's a Fast and Furious. Actually, probably the exact time when I was watching Tokyo Drift. So this is perfect. Uh, butter, salt, pasta. Boom. There's your Fast and Furious pasta. Uh, 
Sean, we almost forgot to, we almost forgot the most important third-party Fast and Furious bit of lore, bit of you know micro spin-off universe information, which is um, what is that? Um, Lucas, what what's the actor who plays Sean in Tokyo Drift called? L- Lucas Black. Lucas Black is on Instagram, and I think his oh. content is important. <laughs> for understanding <laughs> the Fast and Furious universe, okay? Uh, Why is that, Ned? I <laughs> Sean's trying to be the one who doesn't get sued for defamation here. Uh, I got nothing against sweet sweet Lucas Black. Uh, he gets on his Instagram. It's a lot about Jesus, and that's all good. At the, at the blokes, we're very, you know, it, it, it takes all sorts. Uh, uh, nothing wrong with Jesus, but he, it, it started to veer into... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> into kind of uh, not overtly anti-vaccine, but they can't, you know. Just he wants to let you know that you don't have to take a vaccine. In fact, in his latest video, he says the word "COVID vaccine" and he does his little air quotes. I'm not sure what those air quotes imply. <laughs> I think they there imply... actually isn't a vaccine, <laughs> I, or there's no COVID. I don't know what he's saying. Again, we're not trying to get. We're not trying to get in any trouble here at Let's Cameras Blokes. <laughs> but clearly, uh, Lucas Black is uh, insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have actually partaken in some of these uh, viewings of Lucas Black's Instagram content. And I will say he seems like an American. Like somebody who, you know, one, I think it's one fourth of this country now or maybe a little bit less maybe it's like one eighth of this country kind of has the same viewpoints as lucas black and you know it's a shame that 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 vaccines have turned um into a political uh situation but that you know i i think that's been the case throughout human history people take advantage of of scary situations and and uh vaccines and they use it for political gain. They use it for their party. Well, yeah, uh, here's the thing. I know. don't because Lucas Black is not even officially anti-vaccine, to my knowledge. You're right. I believe right, he right. got in a little trouble a little while back for not wearing a mask to church, and that's been a big hill he's been fighting on. That you know, churches need to reopen, and that's very important to him. I, I, this, there's nothing overtly conspiratorial about what Lucas Black has been saying but he's just hinting at it enough that it makes me want yeah. to tokyo drift on out of uh, his vicinity uh <laughs> he uh he is in the upcoming fast nine very exciting wonderful i can't wait to see 19 <laughs> year old lucas black uh or, or or sorry 40 year old lucas black playing 19 year old sean boswell anyway i think it's important we all know <laughs> Lucas Black uh, doesn't think you need to be told what to do, and he thinks no one can force you to get this, air quotes, COVID vaccine, end of air quotes. I I think if Lucas Black and I met... Yeah. We we would be chill, you know. I think we so. could have a conversation, and I think I think he's like from from the the couple videos I've seen of him and his content on Instagram. I think he's probably a pretty down to earth guy. Seems like a nice and I think guy. He's probably, Seems like a nice Yeah, fella. he's probably not not really on uh you know the whole Hollywood vibe. I think this is just the the area that we would disagree. Lucas Black, if you want to come onto the podcast, please do. Uh, we'll have you on with Sharon Powell, and I think he could be he could be cool. But I think I would also want to talk to him about just please wear a mask and get your vaccine. Like it's fine we're good the vaccine is fine everyone the vaccine is fine if you're worried about you know (laughs) if you're worried about the government tracking you and you own a phone (laughs) then you're a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) and i'm disinviting lucas black from this podcast Um, it's it's the vaccine is fine i've had it i haven't turned into a reptilian yet uh i you know going in and getting my vaccine i was actually hoping to be a reptilian so 
it's a bummer for me it's not happening, but it's probably a positive for you that you're not going to turn into a reptilian. Absolutely. Just go get your vaccine, people. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and don't, you know, don't get... Lucas, come on. <laughs> Do not get upset that people are getting called out for not having a vaccine. Of course you should be called out if you're not having a vaccine. You're putting people at risk. It's like driving without a seatbelt. You should be made to feel bad about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yes, anyway, the, the Fast and Furious Extended Universe does include some, some fairly questionable opinions. <laughs> On the COVID virus. <laughs> Congratulations, you now know that your life is worse. My life's worse having played a video game. Sean's is worse My having life. consumed a lot of lemony yeah. corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Let's cut it. <laughs> Hand had had butter. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm laughing at my own jokes.